a small-town sheriff fights through grief and trauma to regain her mythical shark. Somebody write this. Hi, and welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea, and then we brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And to help us with our brainstorming today, we have a guest. Please welcome Jake White. Hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. It's, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. We connected over Reddit, I believe. And when you reached out, you mentioned that you actually have a storytelling project of your own that is not Ooh. too dissimilar from the, the kind of out-of-the-box stuff that we do here. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, do tell. Yeah, absolutely. So I think what's so cool about what you guys do is the fact that it comes almost entirely from randomness, right? It's just it's chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What is this and how do we find meaning in this and how do we make something interesting from, oh, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> and that's kind of what I do. My project called A Many Tale follows a, a single character, like a little mouseling. And essentially this mouseling, who's like a, a hobbit-sized mouse, is thrown through universes all over the place. And where it came from was that I realized that some of my storytelling was getting a little stagnant. I'm a fantasy mm. author, so I can kind of do whatever I want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and... I thought, oh, wow, you know, there's something really powerful in not really having control sometimes and yeah. allowing yourself to to give in to, I don't know what I'm doing, but I have to find meaning in it rather than imparting my own meaning. Yeah. Mm. So I started rolling dice and saying, okay, I'm going to kind of take a solo RPG, almost like a Dungeons and Dragons approach to this and not let, now everything else comes from me, right? Like the, the prose and the story and everything. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, the plot and the concept comes from, all right, I don't have any control over if my character wins or succeeds or fails. I just have to find out what that means to the character. Wow. That is fascinating. So tell me a little bit about how the, the format of this project is this. Is this written? Is this a novel? Is this a podcast? Is this a comic series? Mm-hmm. So it's actually a free serial. It is okay. like 2,000 to 5,000 words. And the whole thing started as an exercise because that whole idea of you know, oh, if I roll dice here and, oh, my character fails. Oh, man, well, I don't really get to say if he does or not because I just <laughs> rolled that he failed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was an excellent exercise for improv, the same way that actors and theater do take improv classes to really hone their skill and hone their ability. It started yeah. the same thing. And the, and the format, I thought, well, this wouldn't work excellently as a novel because each week we kind of dive into a new genre. Right. Okay. Our character can be, you know, Western or a sci-fi because I never know. I, I roll on a chart and see what I'm going to write up. <laughs> and the the format just kind of the format echoes what the story is about in terms of oh you never really know what you're going to get this week you could write 2000 words about a mouseling having tea with a bunch of little cute onion people or you could be <laughs> yeah. thrown across the universe and fight a god dragon you never know yeah I would love to hear how, you know, especially since this is the same, it's the same one character going through all this. Yes. Yes, exactly. Wow. I would love to hear as an author, typically, you know, you're plotting out your characters arcs and often that's very influenced by whether they, you know, win or lose, how they do at certain things. I would love to hear how, how it's been difficult or different for you to kind of continue on an arc when you don't have that control over you and just have to kind of kind of let it go that's that's what i wanted to ask yeah what, yeah what about character i love to... development oh that's great that is exactly what the character is so his entire everything within him is fearful of kind of this condition that he's gone through 
because essentially what he is is a, a mouse from an actual meadow, like a cute little, you know, oh, oh look outside, Ooh. like a mouse guard or a red wall or a watership down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Character. And then he became a mouseling, became like human sized. And now he's cursed to blip through planets. So he ah. has no control over himself either. Ooh. So his character arc is essentially how do I deal with this and how do I make good in the world when I'm immortal and I was the smallest being in the universe now cursed to become this cosmic entity you know and was it all what is it all for exactly wow. what is it all for purposelessness and trying to find purpose in that purposelessness yeah that's really interesting you end up getting that that character to kind of mirror your own journey as an author through this of trying to find that meaning for him as he is trying to do the same thing Yes, completely. So, so, so I'm, I'm really curious, like, how, what are you going to do when he finds that, pur- when you find that purpose? Like, is there, is, what are you going to do if an ending just shows up? I guess oh, is my question. I'm not sure. Because essentially what happened was, I worked on this for a few years, like as an exercise, just a daily 15 minute, yeah. get some dice. It, it happened during probably the beginning of COVID. This uh-huh. because we weren't playing D&D in person. Yeah, right. I thought, oh, you know, I'm feeling a little, just a little burnt out writing so much, you know, and occasionally you just need to to have something that's a little bit more fun. Yeah. So I grabbed a notepad and some pencils and did it for 15 minutes a day. So essentially for the last, I don't know, almost a little bit over two years, I've planned this thing out pretty in depth. Like I played through Mm. most of his life. Yeah. So I know kind of where things are going. I understand what I think I want the end to be. Uh-huh. And okay. I also think it'd be fun. I kind of want this to be something that's in the background of my career forever, at least yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And it's the kind it be... of thing that could be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's just, you can keep writing episodes and I have a lot of it. I had the big things plotted in terms mm-hmm. of where things, okay, this is a big jumping point. This is where we get major characters introduced. This is where, you know, he hits his lowest and his highest and all those major, major things you really need for something to be understandable on a, on a macro scale. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of uh, of hitting an end, if it ever really does happen, which of course it will, because <laughs> that's how things work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it does happen, I think that I, I understand where it's going to go, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a while. It's a while off. Yeah. Wow. No, that's that's really cool. Well, we're going to go from there, jump into our brainstorming. Yeah. As a reminder, our synopsis is a small town sheriff fights through grief and trauma to regain her mythical shark. This is one of my favorite types of, of plot synopses in that it sounds, you know, it sounds like a very familiar and very serious tale. And then all of a sudden there's a curveball thrown at us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. For initial thoughts, initial questions. The first thing that I thought of, because, you know, we just got done with Halloween and my favorite piece of media maybe ever is The Haunting of Hill House. I'm not sure if Mm. you've ever watched it. Uh I know about it, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's so excellent. Yeah. So the first thing that I think about when I see a small town sheriff fights through grief and trauma to regain a mythical shark is maybe some kind of childhood connection to sharks, to shark fishing, and then maybe a loved one that's passed on in a Moana spirit type way. Mm. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, That's, maybe. Yeah. No, I like the idea of the shark, for it to be mythical. Like the, uh, It could be mythical to her specifically, not necessarily like the great mythical shark that we all know about, but it could be, it could be more personal. Yeah, like almost like the white whale or something yeah. along those lines, but sort of taken back to more of a, a very personal, to, to actually quote the, the whole prompt to the traumatic level. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, and that and that maybe gives us a, a some a window into what is this grief and trauma because <laughs> presumably yeah, where does it come from? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So is this? I mean, this could be something as simple as that. This was a a sheriff who was part of a shark attack as a as a younger person, or was part of a family that was involved with sharks in some way. Well, Sam, in 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 my brain, you say small town sheriff. I always think of somewhere inland. Yeah, you know, yeah. somewhere in the in the Midwest or something. Well, maybe maybe she moved inland because of shark trauma. Oh, I like that. Like, and so just, I, like don't want to be near any water anymore. Yeah, yeah I'm just I'm gonna go straight to Indiana. Yeah, straight to Kansas. <laughs> yes, There's no more rivers, there. no more lakes. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, maybe the occasional crick, but that's it. Yeah, cornfields yeah. for yeah. me. Just, just corn, just corn and wheat. That's all I want. <laughs> corn and wheat and big blue sky. So I love, I love that idea. So the question now is, why does she want to regain the shark? Exactly. Because this I get, you know, to regain it, you definitely have to fight through grief and trauma and processing your your shark phobias and shark traumas of the past. But but why does she do it? Ooh. Why is this shark so important? Why does she want? Okay, if, if if this is shark trauma, why does she want the shark? Right. Oh, perhaps. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, Jake, we do we do cut out these long se- sections yeah, where we're just sitting here thinking, so we <laughs> make it sound like we know yeah. what we're talking about every time. Yeah, mythical shark. Oh man. Maybe it does have something to do with a reconnection to her past or her family that she's pursuing for other reasons. Yeah, maybe a a more recent case brings on the same sort of emotions as that past event. Mm. Yeah. And kind of re- makes her kind of flips that switch and she goes, oh my gosh, I have not processed this yet. Yeah. Ma- and actually yeah, has I'm- to go forward okay. after realizing I can't help these people until I figure out my own stuff. I like the idea that it's directly tied to a case that she's working, which makes sense. She's she's a sheriff. We want to maybe mm-hmm. she she ends up with something that that has a direct connection to something that happened in her past, right around the the time of the shark trauma. Maybe yeah. connected, maybe mm-hmm. not. But where she like maybe she's just like maybe she has to go back to that town to check something out. Maybe she has to connect with people who she hasn't talked to since then. Is the shark purely representational? Then that's the that's the thing I think. I'm I'm missing anyway is what do we mean by shark is this a literal shark that has become mythical to her mm. is it is the shark a representation for something else or is it literally like a fantasy shark that like swims around in the air and she can only she's the only one who can see it or or like what what is the shark I kind of and- like it being oh you can go ahead I was just going to say and it's weird the regain her mythical shark is a weird yes. word because yeah, it's she, not she, she had no, she yes. had the shark. She, she wants it back. It. She wants it in her life. Ah. Okay, okay. So let, let's flip this. What if maybe the shark was, instead of the instigator of her trauma, maybe it was a protector of her in some way? Like like Mushu from Mulan. Like Mushu. <laughs> like, That's very interesting. Or maybe, or some kind of like, like, I'm wondering if maybe it's something that, a source of strength for her in some way that maybe she let go of after some trauma that the shark was not able to to address in some way. I know mean, this this is leaning into like weird fantasy, like shark therapist stuff, but which is not what I mean. But uh, <laughs> but like, well, okay, but I'm, what, but I'm what wondering about, if what it's about something simpler, like like it was a a, a childhood lovey, like a plushy yeah. shark. Yeah, that's kind of or, cute. 
right? <laughs> I think I think that could work. And 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 it was left behind or taken or something in what had happened. I still feel like I'm stretching. She could yeah. have been maybe maybe she was on a dive or something or she was on a boat. Maybe if something happened to a family member and their connection was maybe seeing a shark on a dive or reaching out and touching like you know how people go on uh yeah on open water dives and right. have these really peaceful encounters with great whites and things yeah. yeah maybe she had a very peaceful encounter and it kind of cemented her relationship with a family member maybe it was a dad or a sister or a mom and then all of a sudden they're ripped away and she hasn't been able to even look at her first love which maybe is like marine biology or something yeah okay. yeah no I, okay. I okay that helps cl- uh, clarify a little bit the idea i was trying to go for very badly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was struggling <laughs> i was i couldn't get those words so yeah so uh, example there you know she she goes through this trauma maybe she is uh, out on a dive with a family member and something traumatic happens to that she loses the family member on the dive but a shark like brings her to land or something and Mm -hmm. so so it was a protector for her it was you know something that helped her out but it was something that also was very very deeply connected to her that that trauma of that moment maybe the mythical shark could be could be literally that there might still be that shark out there (laughs) but also but more (laughs) importantly yeah, reconnecting with with her past, with things that she has not been willing to address, and and something that she would want to regain. She wants to get that back, but she does have to fight through the grief and trauma to get to it because she still has to process. You know, the most important encounter she had with this literal shark was in the middle of this horrific experience. Now, could this could this be anything along the lines of, you know, the the trauma happened, she moved away. And then somehow heard that her sh- is is her shark in danger? Mm. Like was was it either in the wild and just kind of like infamous for for reasons, or was it a resident of like a sea life park or something? And then oh. A they, resident of a sea life park would be interesting because I'm trying to figure out like why would she know that it's her shark because yeah, like, uh, without without getting into like right. a fantasy situation where it's like so, you know a shark that can talk thinking, like like <laughs> like maybe like maybe her parents worked there and like yeah. worked with the dolphins and the seals and the sharks oh, and everything actually, and she kind of that's a great idea yeah yeah and then like is the park being closed down or did the shark eat somebody so they have to put it down or, like and and she feels like she needs to save the shark. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I like that a lot. And, and and you know, if she grew up in this area, maybe she did kind of befriend this shark that she had this like friendly relationship with this shark who and then it was <laughs> my brain is going to somebody being framed for shark attacks. And that's not right, exactly no. what it is. But <laughs> <laughs> like they they think the Let's shark see. did it, but it was actually somebody else. <laughs> but <laughs> that would be very complicated, but I like the idea yeah. that yeah, that she you know she had this connection with this with this actual shark, and then something traumatic happened. There was an accident at the park. Something happened, and she just fled, and now she has to come back to it. I'm gonna pause us and get us a title because we're kind of dancing around this, and maybe the title will solidify it. Maybe it will make it way worse. We have I love no, titles. <laughs> no idea. Cross your fingers. I okay. <laughs> oh, no. All right, folks. Here's our. I'm gonna I'm gonna put our title in the chat and say it out loud. Um, and we can add prepositions in here. <laughs> 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 it's 
because <laughs> currently our title is Victorian London French New Wave. <laughs> Which is just a setting and a movie genre back to back. Oh my goodness! So, uh, so we got new wave. There are uh, there are well, you know, ocean wave waves like ocean. Yeah, that's terrible. We London, have the, you have the potential could be the, name, could be the name of our character. Is, that's good. I was thinking, yeah, we have maybe Victoria. Maybe one of these is the name of the park where they was the name of their park, French New Wave or New Wave or something. And one of the, I mean, yeah, one of them could be the name of the girl or the name of the of the shark itself or the shark exhibit. And we could also add prepositions if that's easier. <laughs> this is one of the worst ones okay. we've had in a okay, while. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so what if if New Wave is the name of the park? Yeah. And say Victoria <laughs> is the name of the city where it is, wherever it is. Yeah. And then London is the name of our character and French is the name of the shark. <laughs> so it's just a string of names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can we put like, com- like, <laughs> okay, so we're just like, Victoria is the, is, the pl- is the location of New Wave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if punctuation helps anything here. <laughs> well, uh no it does not no it doesn't work we need a verb we do do. wave in french i suppose could be words but there's no verb i mean like 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 victorian london saves french from new just depends on the context i'm I'm gonna allow an and i'm gonna allow an and it's like victorian and London French, maybe Victorian is something. <laughs> Victorian London and French colon new wave. <laughs> <laughs> that at least looks like a title. I don't think it makes any sense. It doesn't but, make any sense. Yeah, um, kind of. It's very avant-garde film. <laughs> right. <laughs> or oh yes, have you so, seen the Victorian like London and French title. new wave? Yeah. So, or if we did Victorian London and French new. They wave. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, I think we're going to have to... Victorian London and French's new wave. I kind of like the the, their new wave. Yeah. Their new wave. I will even even allow, because this is a terrible title. This is like an early early 90s surfer movie title. Absolutely, yes, 100%. I I will even allow, if we want, us to change Victorian to Victoria. And give it you know what? Make I think that might help us a lot. That, that might that might sound better. Victoria. So our character's London. name is Victoria London, and the shark is named French. And this is their new wave. Victoria London and French's new wave. That sounds good. That's that's readable. Okay, <laughs> it's still a bonkers title. Yes, <laughs> sounds like a sci-fi movie or like a some kind of strange Lifetime movie. So so question. Okay, so <laughs> however, this movie. does this does this did inspire a thing. So did it's she a have movie. did she have an act? With the shark. Oh, yeah, they were performers, was, maybe. Was, and it was called like Victoria London and French's Wave. <laughs> maybe she got the shark to wave its tail. Yeah, yeah, like synchronized waving to, yeah. to like music. And like, they had like a like, dance I've seen routine. Dolphins perform, check out my shark. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so they had a routine where she would swim and the, and the shark would wave and in time with the music and then so she comes back and we even have this new wave where it's like it's the it's the return it's the new thing maybe she needs to come back and 
re renew the act for some reason. Maybe not renew the act, but like it's just more sort of figurative. In her yeah, heart. come back and <laughs> revisit it. Yeah, uh, there's they're, yeah, they're re is symbolizing their reunion. Like, does we we still don't know what kind of danger the shark is in, and we don't know. Okay, we still we we lost track of why it's mythical. And it's it's mythical because it was it, it became mythical because it was this this shark that could dance. Okay, <laughs> like, okay. It just became like it became a huge and thing. Like a huge media thing, maybe in huge the nineties or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, the, the, the waving shark. They trained a shark, it's not eating the little girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like that could be a big thing. Being like uh-huh, the, you know, uh-huh, and it, okay. Yeah, and, and it became a myth. <laughs> Sorry, I just pictured them like strapping a unicorn horn on the shark or something. <laughs> right. So yeah, I I like the idea of either yeah either the park is getting shut down or the the shark is getting put to sleep. How long do sharks live? <laughs> I think great whites I... live around fifty years or something. Okay, okay. So it's not okay. They have a pretty good, pretty solid lifespan. I'll let me look it up real fast. I tried to Google lifespan. shark lifetime and it gave me shark lifetime warranty, which was not helpful. <laughs> Not about a vacuum. Shark lifespan. No. Okay, so great whites can be as long as 70. Wow. Yeah. Other sharks, it estimates 20 to 30. So we can make it a great white. So that I most importantly, like, so it's not the, the shark isn't just being put down because it's because it's very old. <laughs> right. No, I'm thinking more of a situation where like she has to you know, save it. Yeah, like she had this act with it and her parents worked there also. I mean, maybe they even were the ones who started it. I mean, obviously they're supervising their daughter playing with a shark. Yeah. But, you know, then then the trauma happened and she moved away. And I can see the park had this draw, which was this performing shark. Nobody in the world has a performing shark. Yeah. But nobody else could perform with the shark. And after so many years, they, you know, he's just a boring shark now. So- and so, so is the park the losing money, money on this on the shark? And th- and then on top of that, if somebody did finally try to perform with the shark and the shark ate that person, then they'd just have to get rid of the shark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like so what if no tolerance type thing on that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only you so eat many... one person. You're out. <laughs> That's that seems like a fair boundary for me. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the shark That's... trauma, the, the the trauma that which you went through had. I like the idea that we established that it's not the shark didn't cause the trauma, but maybe there was like a problem in the pool area, or, mm-hmm. or like she was supposed to be diving and like her her equipment went out or something. And so she left. So the shark was fine. And maybe, yeah, maybe they retired the act and are just now trying to bring it back with somebody new. I'm still wondering if this is maybe connected to her work as a sheriff. If Mm. maybe something happened and maybe she, maybe there's a suspicion that her equipment was tampered with and maybe something similar happens to the new person. Ah, yeah. So she, Hmm. it's sort of like, I need to go back and I need to figure things out with these skills that I now have as an adult. And I can actually address some of that yeah and it'd be interesting to have the same you know her parents are just telling her the story and she's like that sounds exactly like what happened to me that's really weird i don't feel like that's that doesn't seem like a coincidence so she has to decide to go back and and deal with it i like that that's very interesting somebody who doesn't want a dancing shark yeah (laughs) i think that also be that's that'd be the only captive gray white in the world there are no captive. <laughs> there you go. That, uh, even adding a layer of mythicality to it—that it's yeah. interesting. 
Okay, we are actually right at about time to close this out, oh. which is great because I think we like just unlocked it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it took us. It took us. You know, that was twenty five minutes. <laughs> Mythical shark. Thank you for joining Mythical us on our struggle bus today. Victorian <laughs> London French New Wave. Yes, it's our terrible title. Cannot wait to read it. <laughs> Going to be in every so, airport bookstore. This is how we feel every time on this podcast. Exactly, listeners. We are going to toss this to you. You know what to do. We're going to ask that if you if you come up with any ideas for this, if you if you know how to make a better use of that title, yes. feel free. We would love to hear the we, different we things. Want that we want ideas. Did we want stories. We want fan art. We want anything plushies. you sent to us. Yeah, yes, we want plushies <laughs> of a uh, French the shark. French is- <laughs> French the shark waving. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So please send it to us. All our contact info is at the end of the show. We would love to be able to share that on our blog, on our Instagram, on our Twitter. We would love to hear what all you come up with. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to transition to our, our final uh, major segment of the show. We're going to go ahead and recommend some stories. So I am going to recommend. I just finished watching the second season of Ted Lasso which is in no way like our mythical shark story, except it is about people, I guess. It is, I guess, about people uh, dealing with trauma. Ted Lasso came out right in the middle of the, the first year of the pandemic, and it was exactly what I needed then. <laughs> and the second season was exactly what I needed now. It's such a um, a good-hearted, kind show about people dealing with their traumas and dealing with their pasts and interacting with each other. It allows so many of its characters to be the best version of themselves. And I just find it just, it's uplifting and but not in the way that I would usually usually if I hear somebody say a movie or show is uplifting I run the other way because I'm like well that's gonna be too too cheesy for me but Ted Lasso really makes it makes it work so if you haven't checked it out it's on Apple TV it's really it's really worth watching it's I found it very it was very fulfilling for my soul (laughs) I'm gonna toss it to Jenny what would you like to recommend this week I'm gonna recommend a movie that is still in theaters I believe for a while I got to see Ron's Gone Wrong earlier this week and it was you know the trailer's silly and you think okay this will be a cute cute movie and it is cute it is adorable it is but it is also thoughtful and insightful and the plot has a lot more substance than i expected so it was actually really good watch it's it's an it's this cute movie about the tech giant in this world has made these little personal friends called bebots and they learn about you from your social media and then they're your best friend. And then they find other people who are interested in the same things and help you find new friends. And that's the whole thing. And the main character, Barney, wants one for his birthday, but his family's a little, you know, not so well off. So they end up getting him one from, you know, some a broken one from some guy in an alley. So now he can fit in with everybody, but his robot does not work properly. And you get all this from the trailer and just watching this kid try to be friends with this bot who can't access social media, who doesn't Mm -hmm. have all its programming, but who's trying so hard to do what it was built to do. It's worth watching at least once because the, the commentary on relationships and how we deal with social media and how we connect to each other, it's not forced and it fits really well with the story. And the story is funny and cute enough to make it light watching, but yeah. it's also substantial. Awesome. I hadn't even heard of that yet. So yeah, that was, oh, it's, that's... it's really cute. Ron's awesome. gone wrong. All Very right. cool. 
All right, Jake, you get a recommendation as well. So what's something, any medium, any genre, old favorite, new favorite, doesn't matter. What would you like to recommend our listeners to check out if they haven't yet? Definitely The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. (laughs) I adore Mike Flanagan. I'm not sure if you're familiar with any of his work. He's done a bunch of horror movies and I've seen I've seen Hush, which I absolutely yes. loved, and it, and I should check out the rest because I loved that so much. He is absolutely phenomenal, and him and his wife um, Kate Segal they they've really created some just incredible work of horror because it, it all ties back to dealing with actual trauma and tragedy um, and the ghosts that actually haunt us behind the whole fantastical element, mm. and it's just heightened by this really beautiful score and and Hill House Bly Manor. And then his newest one, Midnight Mass. Just this, the whole, the whole shebang. All three are phenomenal. If you're really interested in going back and kind of diving through familial trauma, and it's about yeah. you know Hill House specifically, the five children that endured this summer where their parents were flipping this this old manor, mm. and all of a sudden this terrible night happens where they're all rushed out of the house and their 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 mom is dead, and Ooh. now it's thirty years later, and all of them are trying to figure out what happened and deal with you know yeah. what it was what happened to our dad and why is he okay and why is mom dead and some of them believe in ghosts and some of them don't it's so creepy mm-hmm. I, I looked it up to make sure that i knew what you were talking about yeah. it was <laughs> i'll i'll have to add it to my to my watch list and uh, and encourage our listeners to do the same if they haven't all right so before we go jake we want to make sure and give you a chance to to plug yourself we definitely want to know where we can read a, a many tale but also anything else that you'd like to plug for our listeners yeah, thank you. So definitely go check out A Many Tale. If you're interested, if you love this podcast, you will thoroughly enjoy it, I promise. <laughs> Knowing where it comes from and, and the whole idea of harnessing that improv to become more creative and write something that's very heartfelt through this through the chaos, you can find it at the titular website, www.amanytale.com. That's tale spelled as in story and not as in mouse tail. <laughs> we also have an Instagram, A underscore many underscore tail. And Please go check it out. Let me know your thoughts. If you end up looking at it, shoot me an email. I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear anybody's opinions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we'll make sure and put that website and Instagram in the show notes so folks can find you. Thank Jake, you. thank you so much for joining us. This one was a blast. Thank you. I had, yeah, a, really I had a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys having me on and, and letting me discuss the cereal and having fun talking about you know, Victoria and French and their whole new way. <laughs> their new way. Yeah. So I love, I love it. I felt like you came in with bringing the exact energy that we want for this. Yeah. Just being yes. like, let's go for it. You gotta be ready. You gotta be ready. Awesome. All right. That's our episode, folks. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WriteThisPod or on Facebook slash SomebodyWriteThis. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or drawings of sharks or anything else, (laughs) email us at SomebodyWriteThis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks and we'll see you then. And as they say, when the eyes are closed, the world is dark. (laughs) 